So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today coming out of Frederick, Maryland area. I got uh, Josh Gossard on the line. And man, the, you know, I like this guy because, uh, first of all, he was recommended by a couple of agents I know. And, um, you know, I always like having people on the show that are kicking butt at a young age and early in their career. And Josh has proved this to be the case. And, and, uh, there's so much to be learned uh, from these people that are just taking names and just just jumping in with both feet. And uh, I want to find out like how he's doing it, how he's being recognized as how he, as he is, and and all the details, so we can all learn from him. So without further ado, welcome Josh to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for having me, Pat. Appreciate being here. Hey, buddy, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they could get to know you better? Well, uh, so right out of high school, I joined the work. Workforce did not go to school. Um, I started out in warehouses. Um, I was blown away by the number of people that considered those warehouse jobs to be careers. Uh, people that were in, you know, these fourteen, fifteen dollar an hour jobs for, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years. Even some of those folks, and they were really considering that to be a career. And I was just there. You know, I'm twenty one, twenty two years old, thinking there's no way. I'm going to be in a place like this for, for this long. Um, I didn't really see school as an option for me because I needed money right away. So there I was stuck in the, the, in the, the rat race, I guess, you know, stuck in that dead end job. Luckily the, the place I was working for at the time cut our hours way back. So I, my sister-in-law was at a, she was a staffing agent at a temp service. I went to her. Uh, she's like, you know, I just got this awesome job for this uh, defense contractor she got me in there. It was another warehouse job, but there I saw some opportunity to um, deploy overseas as a civilian contractor in Afghanistan. So um, I made a good name for myself with my work ethic there, got to know some of the higher ups at the company and uh, ended up deploying back and forth to Afghanistan for uh, 90 day rotations. So I would leave for 90 days, come home for 90 days. And I did that from 2009 to 2014. So I did that for wow, five. five years. You were 90 days on, 90 days off. Yep. Yep. So I made very, very good money. The time off was great because my time off was actually off. I was literally only working six months out of the year. Wow. I'm married with young children also. So as you can imagine, that started to take its toll on my family over the course of five years, of course. So um, I'm, I'm sitting there on a plane getting ready to leave, um, headed back to Afghanistan, uh, this would have been August of 2014. My oldest daughter makes a Facebook post and my real estate agent, the woman that helped us buy our house in 2012, just commented on my post like, hey, you need to get home. So I reached out to her like, look, you know, I'm trying. 
can't find anything that I don't expect to make this kind of money, but I can't find anything to pay the bills. I do have responsibilities. She said, you should give real estate a try. And just like that, I was like, okay, get to Afghanistan. Two weeks later, I enrolled for my courses online. Uh, my father passed away two months into that uh, three month rotation. So I came home a month early to deal with that. I just said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going back. You know, the universe has a funny way of smacking us around sometimes. And I took that as a clear indication that, you know what, my time is limited. I need to be home with my, with my wife and kids. Rest is history. And that was that. And then you jump right into real estate and, and uh, here you are today. So like, what, what are you doing now? Last 12 months, how many houses did you sell? 48. 48. And, and you're doing this all by yourself, right? Well, I do have an assistant. We don't have any, um, we don't have any sales agents. I uh, just hired my assistant full-time started in October. All right. So pretty much, you know, most of those 48 you did by yourself. I mean, you know, with the help, you just now got some office staff help. What was your, uh, what would you say, as we say on the show, Josh, ECI, Ego Commission Income? <laughs> what exactly do you mean by ECI? Well, what was your gross commission of the last 12 months? Okay, so ECI was, um, let's see, I wrote it down here in preparation for the call. Uh, where is it at? So 301 and some change. So it's just short of $302,000. All right, cool. And um, what did you what you net on that after you paid your broker and you paid you know some things out uh, you know after all expenses after I paid the broker before taxes is fifty seven percent is what I uh, netted and that's uh, one hundred seventy one six forty nine sweet and um, what did you make going to Afghanistan uh, six months out of the year um, it would range it would depend you know every now and then the contract would change hands but it was 120 to 140 on average is, is what we were pulling there and it's funny because I remember you know as I was leaving there towards the end a couple times the contract had changed hands and I specifically remember one of the older guys saying you know it's downhill from here and at this time I was only 24 years old I'm you sorry mean, was, what, did, what did he mean by that the income we were making because he was just basically saying we would never make that kind of income again. And I've always had this optimistic look like there's no way this is, it's downhill from here. I have yeah, too, right. Yeah, yeah. I have too much life left. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but there's no way it's downhill from here for me. Okay. And so uh, that, that's awesome. That's a good story, right? And now you're back. Your, your wife and family are happy as hell, right? You're, you're not traveling and you got a real job, a respectable job. Not that that wasn't respectable, but you know, it's kind of not normal. And so anyway, so what did you do, right? What did you do? You got off the, you got, you, you put your dad to rest. I mean, you know, first day on the job, what'd you do to jump right in with both feet? So I started the call expired and withdrawn listings right away. Um, you know, here at our brokerage, that's something that they really preach to us as an easy way to get started. You can expired and withdrawns. Okay. You can get the information relatively cheap. And I've also learned recently that it's absolutely free to go door knock on these expired and withdrawn <laughs> lists. And, um, you know, sometimes that's what you got to do. So, yeah, that's what I did. I just started calling. Wait, okay. So, first of all, where, where are you getting the info for the expireds and withdrawns? And I, lo I love people that are, you know, say what their success is. And it's basically I, was, I did what I was told. Uh, because all new agents are probably told expireds and withdrawns and probably a lot, most of them don't actually do it. So, you know, tell me about that. So like, where'd you get them? What'd you use? How'd you do it? Blah, blah, blah. 
So initially, uh, I got my information through um, Arch Agent and Land Voice. Um, at Keller Williams, we have a training program called Bold. When you go through Bold, they give you a free subscription during the time you're there. Um, so I started there. turns out I didn't really care for the, the user interface. I played with a couple of different services. What I'm using right now, what I've been using the longest, what I'm most comfortable with is RedX. So I get the data from RedX. I import that into the Mojo dialer, which is a triple line dialer. And I've found that that's been the best system for me. Okay, cool. Okay, so Red X works uh, great. And Red X uh, merged with the Mojo dialer. Uh, how many expireds are you finding in your market? And I, I'm just like going on the assumption that in the last three years, not much has changed numerically. But if, well, for our, has it? Are you finding more expireds now or less? So actually, so um, only being in the business for three years, I can only go by what people are telling me. And people have been saying it's a great market. Obviously, I've done well. I know a lot of other folks have done well. So this year, we saw uh, in, in the areas I work, it was a strong seller's market. So there were actually a lot less expireds than what there has been, you know, in my first and second year. And another thing that I found this year, which was a little bit scary, was um, the answer ratios. The answer ratios really dropped off earlier in the year. Um, you know, somewhere around March, April, I was finding less and less people were starting to answer the phone. So, um, like I had mentioned, going and door knocking, like there was a couple of, of houses, you know, I, I wouldn't door knock every withdrawn and expired like I would if I was going to call, but... If there was a nice place, uh, something I was interested, really interested in, in picking up, or if it was on my way, you know, in my route, I would stop by, just stop by and introduce myself. Okay. So like how many, like, you know, how many are oh, you calling every day? Yeah. Question. Um, I, somewhere around a hundred or so is what I'm calling. hundred. Now, not, is there a hundred to call? Is there a hundred coming out every day? No, absolutely not. So, um, of course, with January 1st, we got the most, that's the biggest uh, expired listing day of the year. But um, so on average, I might see anywhere between three, maybe 10, 15 at the most, maybe. A day. A day. Yeah, I don't and, see. And, and like, how far are you willing to drive? How far are you looking for these? So I'm looking at about a 30 minute radius of where we're at. I'll go about 30 minutes. I've found anything more than 45. It's, it's not, not that it's not worth my time. I can't proper, properly service that client the way that I would like. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been eBooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text Toolbox to 444-999. That's Toolbox to 444-999. So you're selling four houses a month, pretty much all expired. Number one, 
listings, which is the name of the game. You want listings uh, so much better than buyers. It allows you to sell 48 homes in a year without an assistant by yourself with a pretty nice profit margin. Otherwise, if you had to work 48 buyers, I don't think you'd be able to do it or you would never be home. You'd be home less than you were in Afghanistan. So my question is, we need to find out exactly like how you're doing this. So can you role play this through with me? Absolutely. So I just call them up. You're calling 12 a day, roughly three to 12 a day. Call me and I'll be the seller. Okay. Ring, ring. Hello. Hi, can I speak to Pat, please? Yep. This is Pat. Hey, Pat. My name is Josh Gossard. I'm a realtor here in the area. I was reaching out today because I came across the property you recently had for sale. And since I specialize in homes that didn't sell the first time around, I just wanted to reach out, introduce myself and see what your plans were here moving forward. Do you still have plans on getting your home sold? Yes, we still want to sell it. We don't know what we're going to do. The other agent had it. Um, you know, she had it eight months. Towards the end, we didn't get any showings and, and just, you know, I, I don't know what the problem is. Everything I read says it's a good market, but we don't know what we're going to do. Okay, awesome. Do you have any idea what type of time frame you're looking at here? Here's the thing, Josh. We don't have to sell. I mean, we're 80 years old each, and we wanted to sell because we wanted to finally downsize but we don't have to sell. If it doesn't sell, I'll rent it. Okay. Gotcha. So, so you, your purchase isn't contingent on the sale of your current home. No, we don't, we haven't purchased anything. Okay. Well, have you seen anything that you've been interested in recently? Yeah. A lot of stuff we've seen, you know, there's a, there's a place that we like, uh, you know, called Woodland village. It's, it's a, it's a 70 plus community and, uh, you know, ideally we'd like to go there. Wow, that sounds pretty awesome, Pat. I tell you what, I'd love to um, schedule a time for me to come over, see your house in person, see if I might be able to shed some light on why your house didn't sell, or at least my opinion of that, and also talk to you a little more about what exactly it is you're looking for in, uh, in your next home. You know, a lot of times I run into sellers just like you who don't necessarily have to sell, but what they always tell me is, if you have a buyer, bring them by. So I know of some properties that could be available you know, but aren't necessarily on the market. I'd like to learn a little bit more about what you're, you're interested in to see if one of those might be a fit for you. I have some time available tomorrow afternoon around four o'clock. Would that be good for you? Now, wait a minute. What do you mean might be a fit for me? Might be a fit for me to buy? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, where are they? Oh, they're all around town. Uh, I have places, I mean, I'd have to go through my list to see exactly where these folks are, but I'd like to learn a little bit more about what you're looking for to see if one of these might be a match. I got you. Well, looking at what you're seeing there, why do you think my house didn't sell? I mean, you know, you know, it seems like most of these agents are all the same. What are you going to do any different? You know, I hear that a lot from sellers who think we all are the same. Let me ask you this, Pat. Do you go out to eat at all? Yes. Okay. Um, what, what's your favorite restaurant? Where do you like to go? Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. <laughs> okay. There, Arthur's, is your service exactly the same every time you go in? No. Exactly. And that's what you're going to find with agents. Even if it's at the same brokerage, you know, we're all, we're all independent contractors. We all work for ourselves, And unfortunately, not one is as good as the other. So what I'd like to do, what I'd really like to do is just kind of come out, pick your brain, see what you think your last agent was doing, show you what I do, and let you decide if that's different than what you've been, what you've been having so far. Oh, boy. I guess so. Sure. Okay, great. So four o'clock tomorrow. Um, yeah, we'll be here. Okay, perfect. I'll see you then. 
So, uh, you know, let's analyze this a little bit, Josh. So I guess at the end of the day, your goal is simply to just get the appointment, right? Yep. I want to get, I want them to agree to giving me the appointment. And then after that, I go through, then I start to dig a little deeper and pre-qualify the appointment and figure out, you know, what exactly it is that they owe. If in a situation like this, where it had, you could say it's low motivation. I would still say they had high motivation. Most people don't want to carry a mortgage. I'm assuming at 80 plus, they don't want to be landlords either. So I'd probably go and just have that conversation, figure out what they're looking for and really play to that. Uh, and that specific appointment, I'd probably talk more about what life is going to be like after they purchase. It would probably be more of a buyer consultation, get them excited about the, the purchase. And of course, the, the potential houses is kind of just a bait and switch. I mean, I'm sure you have lists of expireds that you've called and stacks like that, but, but really, you know, you want, you're going to get out there and list the house and you can find them something later after it sells. Well, yeah. And, and you are right though. I mean, I do have folks that have homes. I hear that all the time. If you have a buyer, we're not really interested in going to market right now. If you have a buyer, bring a buy. So I do know of some places in this scenario, exactly. You know, I don't have that, but yeah. it, you're right. I mean, I would still use that. And so you're calling, you know, three to 12 a day. Uh, out of that, how many are you getting to let you in their house? So I'm, I'm calling a lot more than that. Um, three to 12 is the new ones. I'm calling three to 12 popping up new. Oh, okay. I'm calling, I'll call up to five times or so. I'll, I'll keep hitting the list until I hit them five times or so. After that, I, I don't spend my time calling those folks. You mean you'll leave five messages? Right, right. Okay, okay, cool. And then, uh, and then I don't call those as, as, high pro, as high priority as I would the, the one through fives or the zero through five contacts that I haven't hit yet. Okay. So is the rest of the people you're calling just people you haven't called five times yet? Right. So what I'm finding right now is it's rare that I book the appointment in the initial conversation. Um, most of these folks don't want to deal with realtors. They've been on the market for a while. It's cold outside, really cold. So they're like, you know, we're going to take a break for a little while and that's fine. So what I've done is we start putting them in, in our database and I put them on a systematic follow-up. I send them a thank you card right away, uh, follow up in a week to make sure they got the thank you card and then just kind of, you know, check their pulse again, see where they're at and then just continue to follow up. Wow. So how many do you think you call to get uh, all together in a day, roughly average? Dials? Anywhere between 40 to 100 dials or so. Okay, 40 to 100 dials. Connect with how many? Anywhere from five to 10, 15. If I get 15 on the phone in a day, that's a good day. And then how many people can you close for a face-to-face? So my ratio right now is 32 contacts to one appointment. Okay. And then how many of those appointments actually do you list? I'm about a 70, 80% um, listing really? ratio. So if you get out there, there's a good chance you'll take it. Well, it's, if you look at recently, it's even better. Um, I, there's been a few I haven't gotten recently. When I don't get those, it's because I didn't do a good job pre-qualifying. And it's generally, I'm not interested anyway when I don't get those. But I'm really good at building rapport. I'm not trying to brag. I'm generally a pretty likable person. I can kind of get along with anybody, find common ground with anybody. And if, if I get in front of the client, there's a very good possibility I'm getting that, I'm getting that business. What are, what are some ways you find common ground? Asking questions. I ask a lot of questions. Like just, what? Like what? whatever, wherever the conversation goes. I just let, I just ask the question. If we start to go on a bunny trail, bring it back to real estate, how it relates to real estate, just kind of let it go. Of course, uh, 
you know, when are you, where are you going? Why do you want to go there? You know, what's life going to be like when you get there? You know, the, the typical questions like that. And I just let them talk. And how do you um, bring it back? You know, like if you start going down a bunny trail, you mean like just in BS and, and just a long conversation, and then you bring it back to, hey, we, this is how we're going to sell our house. Yep, I go back to just, just ask a question to get them back on track. And then now how are you convincing all these people? Because a lot of people listening might be like, oh, man, I don't want to call expired. They're all overpriced. There's something wrong with them. There's a reason they're expired. You know, how do you overcome the houses that show real bad and houses that are drastically overpriced? I go in there and shoot them straight. Um, I, I have, a, I'm very thorough with my market analysis. Uh, very, very thorough. I found about within the last year or so, I learned to take pictures of the interior of the homes. So the comparables, I'm taking interior photos of the comparable listings because I want them to see what those look like. It's like, uh, I don't want them to try to assume that, you know, it's theirs as, as good. So if they try to tell me something crazy that they, you know, they think their house should sell for more than that one, I need them to explain to me why. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. An item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 So you're bringing not just comps, but like massive amounts of photos of each listing that you're using as a comp. And so you could say, ah, look at this. I had a remodeled kitchen. Look at this stainless steel. Da, da, da. You don't have that. Exactly. Exactly. I went on an appointment um, yesterday. Um, a lot of my folks don't sign right there on the spot. I, I take the, the, I don't try to be high pressure. Um, I, I, if they need to think about it, okay, cool. I follow back up. I, I'm fine with that. A lot of folks, I know a lot of agents say, oh, well, if you don't close right then and there, you're not getting the listing. And that's, that's fine. I found that to be the case sometimes too. But, uh, I met with the woman yesterday, uh, went in there, told her she needed to reduce her price by 20,000. And yeah, I just, I just showed her. I'm like, look, you know, uh, I know that you said you're the last two agents priced you here. Um, you haven't had much traffic. You haven't had much feedback. When I'm looking at the comparables, you know, the, the other two sold at 245. And if I'm a buyer, I, can you explain to me why someone would pay 20,000 more for your home? And I have the interior of the photos of the house and, you know, it makes sense. You know, it's the, I'm the bearer of bad news, but What'd I'd rather she say like what, I mean, obviously the first two agents couldn't convince her. I mean, how did you? It was kind of easy because the, the first agent had, um, it was all like computer algorithm type stuff. So the range he had was like 225 to 300,000. Jeez. Yeah. I never do that. Who does yeah, that? Never, never, never. Right. I mean, how, how bad can you be? Right. I mean, 
Are you that bad a realtor that you have to give a, a $70,000 range? Especially in a $220,000. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's not like we're dealing with How's a million. That? So, so I said, so she's like, well, you know, I knew right away my house wasn't worth 300,000. I said, well, the good news is it's not worth 225 either. We can get you more than that. So, you know, just go in and, and have the conversation. And I told her, I said, I'm going to shoot it straight. I know you want to get the home sold and this is what I think and why. You know, I don't want you to think that I'm just pulling this number out of thin air. This is, this is how I'm reading the market. Right now, my market's selling average for in um, 25 days, and we're at right at 98.7% of original list price. And, and, and so, you know, let's, let's role play this. Because this, this will be helpful. Let's say, let's say I'm that person you met yesterday, mm -hmm. and I'm giving you a hard time, right? And I say, well, listen, one agent had it at 300, and I dropped it to 275, and, you know, a couple of my neighbors have sold all, all $299.9, I don't know what the problem is, Josh. Well, you know, Pat, when I'm looking here at the comparables um, and the ones you're referring to, the one that sold at $289 and the one that sold at $299, and outside of uh, role play, when I'm doing this, I'm looking at, I'm sitting beside them, we're looking at the comps together. So we're looking through the, we're looking through the pages. Yep. I'm like, these folks, they had this updated kitchen with the granite, the stainless, the new flooring. It says here in the listing, they have a brand new roof. They got the nice fenced in uh, or the enclosed porch. Um, how do you think your home compares to that? And in this case, she didn't have any of those things. So it's, it's obvious why they would sell for more. So in, in another comparable, same deal, you know, finished basement, a little bit more square footage, an extra bedroom. And, you know, we can say, okay, well, if I'm a buyer in the marketplace and, I'm, and if I'm offering money for a product, I'm going to offer more money for a product with more amenities, more, more value. So it's easy to, to just have that conversation. Well, then let's just finalize it then, right? So, you know, I don't know, Josh, I mean – yeah, your comps make sense. I didn't know about the stainless steel in that, but I've had two agents that have basically said, and you know, we had several people look at it a second time, uh, and none of them said that we were overpriced. Right. So the the feedback didn't say they were overpriced. That you no, were none of the feedback said it was overpriced. Everyone no. just said showed well. You know, very rarely do I get feedback that even says that it's that any comment about price, but I don't really, you know, when we see a common trend with an issue, I use that feedback. I take that feedback into account, but when we're running into a lot of showings, especially multiple uh, folks that come back a second time and we don't get that offer, that's an indication that they saw value over yours in another property. There's a very good chance those folks bought something. Now, there's a reason they bought another property over yours. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, I assume that, that they were real buyers that yes, they in fact did buy something. Right. So, I mean, most likely they found more value um, in another home. Either it's, they got more for the same amount of money or they bought a home equal to yours for less money. More often than not, that's what we're seeing. Hmm. Interesting. And um, so, you know, the cool part about this is right. Like, you know, your broker, whoever said, you know, Josh, go and do this and you went and do it. And they're like, holy dirt. I wish all my agents would do that. Like, do you have, a, is there a lot, a lot of other agents in your office or in other offices around you that, that call expired? 
Well, they, these people do get called. Um, you know, we have productivity coaching here in our office, and so they're, they're preaching to the, the newer folks coming in the same thing. And every now and then you got some guys that will come in and they'll make the calls. So I'm not the only person calling these people, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only person calling four, five, six, seven times. And especially once they go in my database and I send the card and then I follow up after the card and then I send the email and, and I'm still calling, you know, three months later. The, the more you follow up, the less competition you have there. And I was going to say, when I get in front of these people, it's very conversation based. It's not, you know, I, I use sales techniques, of course, but it's all around conversation. You know, just I'm not here to tell them their house sucks. I'm not here to, to just, you know, point the finger at them for overpricing their home. The fact of the matter is there's a lot of agents I call quote unquote weaker agents that will just let the clients do whatever they want to do. And they're not really providing the guidance that we should be providing. So I go in and I'm like, look, you know, there's a reason my home sells so quickly. There's a reason my home sells for such a high percentage of our original list price. That's because I'm good at interpreting the market. And I'm good at negotiating the best deal for my clients. That's, and that's that. Hmm. So what advice do you have, right, for an agent that, let's say, has been in the business a while, has, you know, a lot of buyer business, and, and I like to say he's addicted to buyer leads, that, that they or someone on their team, uh, you know, is paying for, um, and they're like, man, this is for the birds. I want to switch over to be like listings, like Josh. What, what advice do you have for them that would be like step one, step two, step three for them to go from buyer agent to listing agent like yourself? First of all, I would find someone like me who's doing a lot of listings and figure out what they're doing. Um, if expireds and withdrawals aren't your thing, okay, fine. Some, find something that is your thing or learn to make it your thing. That's really what I did. I mean, I wasn't crazy about calling the expired withdrawn listings, but I, it was easy to, to get started. Uh, everyone said it would work. They said, if you say this like that, you can expect this to happen. So that's what I did. Script practiced, got on the phone and, and just grinded it out. Wow. Fascinating. And, and it works, which is the coolest part. So Josh, yeah, I mean, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings with them a free gift, right, that we share with the Rockstar Nation. What gift did you bring today? So what I brought, I actually brought two gifts. Um, what awesome. I brought Thank was, you. was leverage our, how to leverage our listings for more listings. So you, you said it earlier, listings are the name of the game. So I was doing all these listings and I'm looking at it. I'm like, where is... Where's my spinoff business from the listings that I have? Like, how do I turn this into more business? You know, I really, I hustle and get the listing, go crush the listing appointment. I'm doing open houses. You know, sometimes I get business off of that. Sometimes I don't. So I'm like, you know, what, how can I take this listing that I have and turn that into more business? So I just really like thought it out about some of the things that I do hit and miss. And I'm like, you know what, if I did all these things that I do, you know, all willy nilly and just did them all, all the time that would definitely result in more listings. So I brought that, um, just a, a marketing plan of how to attack the listing, postcard, door knock, postcard, door knock, open houses, you know, that kind of stuff, what we do for our listings. And then also um, we brought our offer cover sheet. Um, it burns me up when I receive an offer as a listing agent from a buyer's agent that is uh, out of order, it's handwritten. I can't make out everything. So what we started to use was this cover sheet where we put that online with our disclosures, 
the agents, you know, basically give a summary. And then we've also started to use that when we submit offers as well. Yeah, yeah, you could give it to the seller, you know, rather than giving them 35 pages, give them the offer right. cover sheet, you know. Right, right. And it's easier for me. A lot of times I, I can take a picture of it and text it to them. Exactly. A lot of times I'll get the offer when I'm on the go at my kids' sporting events or in the car. And it's just easier to look at that cover sheet than it is to dissect the full contract, a 35-page contract. Yeah, no, I love that idea. I, we used to always use that. Very good. Well, uh, let's wrap this up with our flagship question. And, and I, I kind of know the answer, but I always like to get the answer from uh, agents like yourself. So let's say I were to take you and a nine other agents and put them on a, an island. Now, on this island, they, there's a lot of commerce. People are running around buying and selling houses. Um, but the thing that, that, that's similar with you and the nine other agents is none of you know anyone, right? But you all have $1,000. You all have a laptop computer, and you all have a cell phone. Now, of the 10 agents, whoever sells the most houses is going to win a $5 million prize. You have six months. How are you going to sell more houses than the other nine agents and take home $5 million? I would door knock. If I was limited on funds, I would door knock the expired withdrawn listings. I would start with the newest ones and then go back and, and just start door knocking them. If they're not there, just leave a, let's leave a little note. Hey, I noticed your house came off the market. I'd love to talk to you about what I do to help my clients sell their home fast for the most money. Give me a call if you're interested. And then I would follow up with those people as well. But if I was limited on funds, I would just door knock those expired listings. Yeah, I mean it makes it makes a lot of sense, right? And, and I can tell you're you know monomaniacal. You're like you're highly focused on expires. That's your thing. You're just going to go get it, and you're going to be the best expired person out there. And you're just going to do it. You're going to be a professional. Yep. And so, uh, just a little piece of advice. Uh, what I would do also is go back to the people like from the ninety to one hundred and eighty day time frame too. So if you look three, three months ago, who came off the market three months ago, because now their market, their days on market have reset and they've had a chance to cool off. They don't have to make their bed every day. They may be ready to take another crack at it. A lot of folks, whenever they first expire, withdraw, they're, they're frustrated. They, they want to relax, undo their belt a little bit, and relax. So give them time to cool off, hit them back up after that 90 day mark and after their days on market reset. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, keep till they list or you know, or tell you to stop calling or five yeah, times. Another guy that I followed closely, I followed your show quite a bit. Another guy I followed, uh, he, he has a slogan, uh, buy, die, or follow restraint in order. <laughs> I like that. It's, just, it's the, I mean, that's it. You can tell me to F off today and in two months I'm going to call you and, and probably do some business with you. And how do you not let that bother you? Like a lot of people out there listening might be like, oh my God, don't, don't people yell at you and don't you take it personally? It's like a muscle. Um, you know, if you or callus on your hand, you know, your hands might get sore at first, but the more and more you do it, the more it, it, it doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is right. And it's a, if it's a daily activity, which, which it is for you, do you do it seven days a week or five days a week or how many? I wish I could say I was absolutely religious. Uh, I try to knock it out five days a week at least, but you know how it is. Life. It just depends, right? But back in when you first started, I'm sure you were. Oh, when I first started, I was crushing it, you know, all day, every day. Yeah. Well, um, shout out to Damon Paquette, who's an agent who, who highly recommended Josh for the show. I'm glad he did because, you know, uh, haven't had somebody on, uh, you know, in the, in the recent few, recent time, uh, 
who's banging away expireds like you are. And it's always good. It's always a great way for people to boost their business if they're in a little bit of a slump or to start out day one, you know, with listings. I mean, it just, I love people that start out day one with listings, few and far between. And it's definitely the way to go. And, and this is an easy way to do it. So I appreciate you coming on, brother. And uh, I'm going to put all of Josh's information on hybendigital.com backslash Josh Gossard. It's G-O-S-S-A-R-D. That's G-O-S-S-A-R-D. You can reach out and say hi to him. And I'm going to put his free gifts, both his free gifts there as well. And I will put them on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox inside the toolbox. And of course, you guys can always text the word toolbox to 444-999. Josh, listen, next time I have some free time in the Maryland area, I'll look you up and we can get together and break some bread. That'd be great. Thanks, Pat. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.